Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to the Fantasy Alarm MLB DFS podcast with hosts John and Pemba and James Grande. What is going on, FA Nation? John and Pemba here with James Grande. This is the Quick Pitch MLB DFS podcast coming for Tuesday's 12 game main slate post 4th of July. Uh, James, let me just get this out of the way now. I may sound a little bit distant to everybody. Uh, I am at the beach still, so uh, <laughs> you know, uh, it doesn't mean I'm not putting in the hard work. We had a really good playbook out there yesterday. Stacking Mets was clearly the key, uh, you know. But I unfortunately, in my haste of packing up, I I forgot the uh, the essentials. So uh, you know, we're recording using the old laptop mic. You know, back when technology uh, wasn't as good as it is today. Uh, so if I sound like I'm down a hallway, I promise you, my face is literally laying on the keyboard. So. Uh, you know, that's where, that's where I'm at, James. Um, yeah, I mean, it's definitely a little cuffy, but it it's fine. I mean, people dealt with this forever, right? Like like you said, as, as you know, technology wasn't as good as it is now for, forever. So right. um, everyone has heard the cup sound um, one time or another. John, I think I just put out a solo podcast last week where uh, I forgot to switch the settings from camera mic to a normal mic, so I did 30 minutes of a podcast talking through a camera mic that isn't right next to my face. So you know what? Um, this podcast, through trials and tribulations, is really just, we're still here. We're still yeah. making it. We're still putting out content, and that's really what matters. That is true. We are, we are in fact, still here. So let's just get to it, because we have 12 games, and uh, we t- right before we uh, went live here, we were talking about it. Uh, weather is going to be in play today. There's quite a few games on the slate that uh, are dealing with some possible rain impact. Uh, you know, James, why don't you hit up some of the more concerning areas? Um, I mean, there's a chance for a delay in New York, Pittsburgh, but that looks like a, a smaller chance compared to everything else. Same thing goes for Philly, Baltimore, all these northeast um, areas, northeast, central uh, Northeast, I mean, Pittsburgh, Philly, Baltimore, all delay possibilities. Same with Detroit. Um, but then they're same with Atlanta because it's the summer in Atlanta and there's always potentially rain. We saw last night there was like a rain that delayed the game for an hour and um, they did finish it, but they didn't let Kyle Wright go back out. And that was sad uh, for everything <laughs> for me. Uh, but um, there is concerns in Tor- or, uh, Tampa Bay. Boston with that game is in Boston. You've talked about you talked about it before. Uh, your weather report is not exactly in line with this weather report, but it does look like there is a potential for a postponement. Doesn't mean there will be. Doesn't mean they won't just play through light rain. Um, but you know, there's always the potential. For, hey, let's play a doubleheader tomorrow. Okay. Uh, so Boston will have to, you know, monitor throughout the day. And then the White Sox looks very bad. Uh, it's the only. Um, this is the one game I think we probably should be concerned about in like cash and tor- and, and tournaments as well. Um, postponement definitely on the table uh, in Chicago for the uh, Minnesota Twins Chicago White Sox game. Yeah, exactly. Uh, just to follow up on the uh, on the Boston Red Sox game, like I said, I'm currently about an hour south of the city. Uh, my weather reports that I'm looking at online doesn't say it's supposed to rain here where I am uh, until around 10 o'clock tonight and. You know, generally, again, these storm systems moving, you know, across the state. So, uh, you know, may- maybe they get hit with a little bit rain sooner. But, 
Um, it doesn't feel like this one's going to be impacted much, but uh, obviously, as we always say, uh, make sure you hit up our weather center approaching roster lock. We'll be in Discord updating uh, the information as it comes through there, but uh, definitely be sure to be aware of the weather around the league because when you do have 12 games, but you have six that might be delayed or postponed, uh, it really shortens the player pool. So I'm going to break this down as if we're not going to have any delays, James, because I think it's too difficult to just pick and choose which ones to talk about without everyone really knowing. Sure. Um, so that's how I'm going to go about doing it. So we'll kick it off at pitching. Uh, Pavetta, 10-3 is your top-priced starting pitcher on the slate. Uh, 2.12 ERA over his last 10, uh, nearly a strikeout per inning. Uh, and he's going up against a Tampa Bay Ray team that is one of the highest strikeout rates in baseball this year. Uh, what are your thoughts on spending up on a Pavetta, a Jamison tie-on against Pittsburgh, uh, who has struggled a little bit uh, of late? He got off to that really hot stretch there for a period of time, but and now he's given up at least three runs in uh, four of his last five outings. Uh, a bit of a revenge narrative, uh, so to speak, for him here against uh, Pittsburgh. And then you have Luis Garcia at home against Kansas City. Uh, and Alex Wood is up over 9K against Arizona as your top five starters. Yeah, I mean, I don't think we'd, anybody in their right mind typically would think of any of these pitchers as the price points that they're Alex at. Wood has an ERA over five. So I don't know yeah. how he is at 9,200. I think it's just based on what we're, they can't just make everyone 8K. Um, I mean, unless it was Shohei Otani, who would probably still be AK on this slate. Uh, they can't make everyone AK. I think Pavetta's is a solid play, even though I think we do have to look past the price point a little bit. Um, Tampa Bay against right-handed pitching this year, 25% K rate. That's the fourth highest in baseball. They also have an OPS less than 700 um, against righty, righties. That slots in at 25th. Um, and you mentioned Pavetta's been rolling. So I definitely think um, interest lies you know, there as long as the weather permitting. Um, Tyone, I think, is in play. I know Pittsburgh has been a better offense of late, and Tyone has not been great. Um, but again, the, the the depth of the pitching slate, and, and we know there's upside. I mean, he almost had a perfect game. Uh, he's twice, three times, twice has gone for at least 29 DraftKings points, so there is upside. Um, I think Luis Garcia is probably where I'm going to settle in mostly. Um, three straight outings of 15 plus DraftKings points, two of three, where he's gone up over 20. Um, he's struck out at least five opponents in four straight games. You know, KC is a decent offense. They don't strike out a lot. I and mean, we just saw this matchup in the beginning uh, about a month ago, actually. And, he, and Garcia limited the damage, seven innings, just two earned runs, um, but just two strikeouts. So, like, we know. It's tough to strike out the Royals. I get it. Um, but there's yeah. really just not a lot of good spots on the slate. Uh, yeah, over 20, the last... 23rd in strikeout rate uh, over the last 30 days for Kansas City against right-handed pitching. Uh, uh, only a 298 Wilbur, though, to your to your point. He can limit the damage here. You may not strike them out. Uh, a tough luck loser in that game. Only yeah. two earned seven innings, but didn't get the win. So... Um, you know, that that those 12 fantasy points could have been 16 fantasy points. You know, right. they just got the W and it makes it look a little bit better. That being said, if you're spending 9,500, you, you need closer to 18 or, or okay. 20. Um, so maybe, you know, this is maybe a better opportunity uh, where he can possibly get that done. Uh, again, I don't know what it is 
uh, with some of these Astros starters this year. But uh, Garcia, worse at home, 4-7 ERA uh, at home. I think I think it was like Framber or, or Ukidi, one of those two, also like much worse at home this year uh, than on the road. So uh, just something to look at. I don't know if that ballpark is, is maybe they, they, they've had the roof open a little bit more and balls are flying out or what, but – um, Garcia's, you know, sometimes those those numbers don't matter. It's all about opponent, but just something to keep in mind. Uh, if we're going into the 8K range, we got a couple guys in there, um, but nothing that like jumps out to me. You know, we we, we know Kopech can throw a billion miles an hour. Um, the strikeout numbers don't always follow that though, and that's kind of where he's at for me. Um, you know, 63 strikeouts, 68 innings is fine, but you look at his recent games. You know, he had a two strikeout game. He had a one strikeout. Well, the one strikeout game he didn't throw an inning, but you know, two strikeouts against or four strikeouts rather against Toronto. Uh, you know, three strikeouts against the Yankees. So you're spending 8,800 for a guy that maybe gets you four to six strikeouts today. Um, you know, recently he's been giving up a lot of runs. He's been 10 earned over the last uh, you know 16 and third innings for him. So. Um, a little bit iffy, but, you know, you look at his matchup against Minnesota, maybe there's some appeal there. Um, but I don't know. Do you like Ian Anderson, Cal Quantrill, Jose Quintana, like any of them uh, appeal to you? Or would you rather just take a stab at some of the guys below? Uh, I don't think even Kopech appeals to me because there's okay. terrible weather. That's the one game that we need sure. to – that's um, looking like the most promising for uh, postponement. So I don't think – I'm going to have much interest in this AK tier um, in really any capacity. I guess we, ha- we have to mention that Quantrill gets Detroit, right? Because mm-hmm. Detroit's offense is dreadful and they're dead last in OPS against right-handed pitching. But Quantrill has no upside. There's just – he has no upside. There's He's like a cash, w- cash game play, right? Like- yeah, he's a cash game play. There's been two starts. He's made 14 starts. Two of them, he's had at least five strikeouts. Just two. Like, he just doesn't miss bats. He gets a lot of ground balls, and that's cool. And and um, But he loves home runs. He's definitely – I mean, he's led a home run in five straight starts. And I don't know. It's uh, 8,300. Like, he might give you 13 fantasy points. Like, is that enough? I don't think so. I'd rather just take some shots on probably the, the guys below. Yeah, uh, last week, you know, we, we talked about Kikuchi in his last start against Tampa Bay. Again, Tampa Bay is a team that you can just kind of go at. Um, Kikuchi had been pitching horribly, and then he goes against Tampa, and he pitches a jam. Six innings, one earned eight strikeouts. Now draws the Oakland A's here. And, you know, it seems like recently we've been trying to go at the A's with some top guys. Uh, they've been getting knocked around. Manoa got knocked around. Kirby struggled a little bit against Oakland last week uh, as well. Um, Oakland just... 16th in highest strikeout rate against lefties over the last 30 days at 21% strikeout rate, um, you know, which, which isn't really great. It's okay. It's nothing special. Kikuchi's obviously more of a strikeout pitcher. Maybe that jumps up a bit, uh, but just a 206 batting average and a 259 Woba against left-handed pitching there, I think is where we're looking at. That's good for 29th in Woba and 29th in batting average. So there's really, there shouldn't at least be a fear of, uh, damage being done here, um, you know, but it feels like they're put, just putting balls in play given the fact that they're not striking out. And then when that happens, you know, it's really up to the baseball gods, it seems like, uh, as, as to where they're going to uh, where they're gonna go. They have the lowest batting average on balls in play over the last 30 days against left-handed pitching at just 246. So, um, you know, it, it, hopefully today isn't the day that turns around because uh, I think Kikuchi is probably going to be one of the more popular options here. Yeah, I think it's going to be chalk. 
for sure. I'm with you on that. And I think you should be. Um, you know, overall, yes, the data has, I guess, been better for Oakland in terms of strikeouts and whatnot, but still they're they're still twenty eighth in OPS, they're still twenty eighth in Woba against left handed pitching. They still have a twenty three percent carry rate on the year against Southpaws. Kokuchi five plus strikeouts and three starts in a row. Um, eight in his last outing. Obviously he hasn't been great, but uh, he has had some on un- unlucky outings thus far so i think kikuchi does stand out as the guy under 8k um but uh you know there's this slate sucks man. i was say i don't uh, really see anybody i even want to like take a stab with i mean uh, here's the problem like marquez gets the dodgers on the road um mm-hmm. he's obviously been significantly better on the road this year he's I mean, the numbers are just substantially different. So, like, if you want to do that, you know, it's like, you know, uh, say your prayers and then our our thoughts and our prayers uh, with Mm -hmm. Herman Marquez. Kyle Hendricks has definitely been better. Milwaukee's been the number one team in terms of OPS over the last two weeks. That's scary. Mitch White only strikes people out as a relief pitcher. He does not get any strikeouts as a starter. Doesn't go deep into games. He is sneak bitten by Dave Roberts. Jason Alexander has literally negative upside because he can't strike anyone out. Adrian Martinez getting shelled last start now against the face Toronto. Archer doesn't go more than four innings. And there's weather. And there's weather. Yeah. Yeah. So, like I said. Spencer uh, Howard, maybe, because he, I mean, he's a, you know, we haven't seen it at the major league level, but he has been – he is an elite prospect. Um, he was in that Kyle Gibson deal last year. He was the prize, you know, get of that contract, and he's been absolutely dominant at AAA. Now the problem is, like, again. Yeah, he entered He entered AAA. last year as the number 27 overall prospect in baseball. So – I guess yeah, maybe if you want to take a stab on a guy like that, then that 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 certainly could be the case. Triple uh, A this year, three and two, three six nine ERA, but sixty strikeouts and forty six yeah. innings. So, um, you know, like you mentioned, he he hasn't had major league success, um, you know, at all over his career. No. I mean, last year, um, you know, at the major league level, he's he's appeared in uh, twenty eight games. In the major leagues, he's one and eight with a seven three six ERA. But yeah. that being said, eighty seven strikeouts in eighty innings. So like he's right. still striking out over a batter an inning. Uh, he's just getting absolutely rocked. So uh, yeah, maybe uh, his one start this year, he went six and two thirds. He got nine runs, but had twelve strikeouts. Am I seeing that right? No, okay, never mind. He had three games. No, no, yes, had three appearances. Yeah, I was like, I was like, what am I looking at? I just saw the one. It said game started one. I was like, wait a minute. They left. They left him out there for that long. Uh, all right. So three total appearances. One of them was a start. Uh, still twelve strikeouts in six and two thirds. So um, big strikeout for any guy. Yeah, and uh, I mean, just where else is there like any appeal? I mean, Piante, another guy who has had some success, but he doesn't strike anyone out, man. Like yeah. these people, they like I don't know how Major League Baseball did this and how their teams did, like how franchises did this, but like how did they all? Managed to pitch their guys that have no upside. <laughs> I will say to, again, if we're if we're really gonna 
dive down for, for you know, we're not saying build core lineups of Spencer Howard. I pray to God you're not hearing that. You know, it's just that there's so little value. Uh, last 30 days, Baltimore, fourth highest strikeout rate against right-handed pitching at 25%. Uh, they have the, the ranked 24th in batting average at, with 220 average. Uh, and in their Woba, they rank 18th with a 301. So uh, 301 Woba is not the worst. It's right in the middle of the league, but really bat- really low batting average there for right. them and a, and a pretty high strikeout rate. Uh, 18th and OPS at 691. So, you know, I don't know. It, <laughs> it's, it's, it's a dart throw. It's something. Sure. It's, it's something. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, you know, give, give it a look. Plus, you know, you know what? Like that one start that he made, it was against, it was against the in Toronto, right? Like, yeah. you know, give him, maybe you give him a break. I don't know. Um, all right. So that's pitching. Let's go on over to the catcher position here. Um, you know, we talk about spending up, you know, is there, you know, obviously Alejandro Kirk hits in the middle of that Blue Jays lineup. He had an RBI last night. He's $4,900 if you want to go uh, in that direction. Uh, if you're not a Howard fan, uh, we, we've talked about it for a bit. You know, Adley, Rutschman is really starting to hit the ball a little bit better. Uh, you know, I think there's some potential for uh, – we do like Baltimore's offense usually. So, like – um, you know, just recently they've, they've been struggling. So, you know, Ruxman's in the middle there. Um, you know, anybody else, I guess, you know, those are two guys that sort of jump out to me. The, the Braves catchers also, um, you know, any targets for you in this top half of the catcher position? Um, the only other name I'd mention over 4K, well, two, MJ Melendez double dunk on July 4th, and then Eric Haas hit a home run, as you mentioned. Uh, yeah, Haas is a wildly better against something yeah so. yeah no the, the the tigers are in general the tigers are in general um better against lefties i'd, I'd say but uh he has been coming alive three home runs in his last sure game, so uh I'll, I'll i'll do the homer play and throw Vasquez up there too hitting 400 over the last 10 games so sure. um that's probably a strong play if we're going mid-tier here guys 4k and below um what some of your uh, targets? I like Narvaez. Uh, obviously, Carantini homered last night. So either catcher who starts there, I'd probably have interest in. Yeah, and Hendrick struggles against lefties. So either one of those guys. Um, your mean Mercedes, if yeah. he's in the lineup, um, he gets a lefty and a lefty that's given up twelve earned runs in his last two yeah, starts. He, and... he had what a nine hundred OPS against left-handed pitching last year before Larusa just banished him to the minors yeah yeah just uh, never to play again uh right so mercedes for sure and he has first base eligibility but i know there's like the giants have like three first basemen um jose trevino thirty one hundred dollars i know he's fallen off a little bit but he's shown pop all season long um and i don't really feel like we need to do much more of a deep dive i mean kyle higashioka in the same in the same breath he hits lefty as well but there's not like that uh, clear-cut value for me, I guess. You know what, John? Carson Kelly coming alive a little bit. Uh, he gets a lefty, too. He's homered in two of five games and hits in, what, four of five? Sure. Four being extra base hits. So Carson Kelly, Stone Cold men salary. Uh, and you mentioned earlier, Alex Wood has not been any good. Yeah, he's not been good. Uh, we have um, the Rockies first baseman here. Uh, now up at $5,400 uh, going up against the Dodgers here. We talked about uh, White. Yeah, it's wild to see Crone price above Goldschmidt, Guerrero, Freeman. You know, what are your, what's your thoughts on the top tier of this first base position? 
Yeah, the first base uh, position at the top gets really loud, John. Um, yeah. Uh, I mean, Crone is interesting. Um, not a priority as a, the top priced guy, but he has been great. Like, there's no denying. Even just 13 RBIs over his last 10, 65 ribbies this year. He's just really come to his own. Um, Goldschmidt, I think, is interesting because we talked about it last podcast. Uh, remember the last time we we spoke when Ian Anderson was on? Andy Anderson does not do well with right-handed bats. And, uh, you know, I don't know if you guys knew, but Paul Goldschmidt's pretty good at baseball uh, this year. So I would be willing to go Goldschmidt. Yeah, I think um, we hammered the over two-and-a-half earned yep. runs on Ian Anderson in the prospects together that day. Yeah, um, and here we are against a right-heavy lineup again. Like, yep. uh, most of St. Louis' big power is right-handed bats. So, Goldschmidt, um, I love Vladdy against Martinez, who got shelled last time. I think those would probably be my top two spend-ups. Uh, I'm not going to be really thinking too much about Josh Bell at 5K, even though maybe we should be. But um, I feel like with the other names listed above 5k it's hard for me to get to bell but you know i i'll give him his props like he is he has been tremendous all year long okay uh mid-tier guys under 5k i think olsen at, at 4600 is a really nice target there um you talk about rowdy telez and, and the way that he is mm-hmm. you know has that power upside right now you look at his recent games nothing great hasn't had a hit in three he's over his last nine but he had a home run and five RBIs uh, back on the first. He had a double home run game against Tampa Bay on the 29th. Another double home run game against Toronto. So uh, a big time GBP type guy uh, hitting at home against Hendricks, um, I think, is a, a spot. He's rowdy, much better at home this year. 288 average, 1,000 OPS hitting in Milwaukee. So uh, that's something there. I had Jose Abreu in the core plays last night. He homered again. Uh, up to 10 homers on the season. He's hitting 447 with an 1,100 OPS over the last 10 games. Uh, Arch has been okay, but he doesn't go deep into games. So, I mean, I think – I know we've talked weather, obviously, in this one, uh, but Abreu's at, at $4,400 there. Uh, Reese Hoskins continues to hit the ball really well, over 300 with an 1,100 OPS. Last 10, four homers during that period. Um, you yeah, know, those are some guys in that 4K range that stick out to me. Yeah, I mean, the mid-tier is super appealing. Um Olsen doesn't have the best matchup. Piante has limited a lot of damage. Telez, as you mentioned, uh, has a lot of power, but lefties against Kyle Hendricks for sure. Um, Abreu for tournaments only. He's hitting everything in sight, but tournaments only for sure. And then I agree on Hoskins. I think Philly's going to be pretty popular here. Uh, Hoskins has 12 home runs and a 345 Woba against right-handed pitching. So um, I can get behind both of them. I, I really like this 4K tier. So if, you, if you're not... Uh, able to spend up at, at first base, I think 4K uh, to 5K is a super appealing uh, spot to be in. Yeah, I have one guy under 4K that I feel like is going to make a couple of my lineups, and that's me, Christian Walker, getting the mm-hmm. lefty matchup here. Uh, you know, again, you look at Christian Walker's numbers on a whole, and, and they're largely like not they're not appealing. Right, 204 batting average, 790 OPS. Like, eh. But then you look at him against lefties this year. 281 with a thousand OPS. So he, this is just the matchup that he likes to take advantage of. We talked about Alex Woody has got an ERA over five, and this game is happening in Arizona, not San Francisco, where it's a you know, more favorable pitcher's ballpark. Arizona is generally a better hitter's park. Again, don't look at the splits for Christian Walker; they're not great. But look at the lefty splits for Christian Walker. Right. Uh, that's where you want to be paying attention to. And Arizona in general has guys that hit lefties pretty well. Um, also, uh, I you know we we talked about Jordan Luplo. 
right? The, the guy does yep. nothing but hit left-handed pitching. You line off yesterday against Carlos Rodon on a double. You know, you look at Luplo's stats and you're like, why would I ever put this guy on my team? And, and you know, next thing you know, it's like, uh, you know, he's, he's, he's you know, hitting 170, but it's all against left-handed pitching. Right. Um, to your point, Luplo this year, seven home runs uh, against left-handed pitching and 54 at-bats. Uh, Christian Walker, five home runs in 68 or 64 at bats 424 woba for walker 384 woba for luplo so yeah um i agree i think there's a couple guys for me um down here uh darren ruff has hit lefties extremely well this year yeah. on the flip side of this matchup four home runs 347 woba against lefties tyler gilbert against right-handed batters a 1150 ops a 478 woba against that is very bad Derek hall for Philadelphia, powerful first base bat. I know it's tough to get him in Hoskins, and generally you would choose Hoskins, but uh, we've seen Hall double down already in his short stint in the majors. He's only been there five games, has three home runs. Um, and uh, I would take a shot on Kirloff if we found better weather in tournaments, but that's quite literally it. Um, I guess you could play, where is Vogelbach? Um, I guess you could play Vogelbach against uh, the Yankees uh, type. Box 3,300. So. Yeah, I like it. Uh, all right, second base position here uh, going over. Again, we mentioned Cattell Marte. Uh, he's $5,200, hits lefties well. Uh, LeMayu against Quintana. I know he's 5K. I, I, you know, if you're Yankee stacking, I don't mind LeMayu, given where he hits that lineup, plus 300 with a 960 OPS um, over the last two days for him. Uh, or the last 10 games, rather, for him. Uh, Trevor Story gets a lefty if that game goes off. Uh, Story homered uh, the other day, uh, homered yesterday, rather, against Tampa Bay, two for four with the bomb there. Um, you know, guys that are above you know, that 4,500 tier, uh, I think we can look at Tommy Edmond as well. I know, so here's, I guess, the problem with Edmond is he's a switch hitter. Mm-hmm. So he's going to hit lefty against a guy that does yep. better against lefties. So it, I wish sometimes these players and managers would realize, like, hey, you know, this guy actually dominates lefties. Maybe you should go righty versus righty against him today and see if you have better success. So it uh, doesn't seem like it happened. Um, any re- – do you just think Altuve is too expensive? Yeah, I do. Oh, you didn't mention him? He's yeah. 10 for 26 with a th- – that's a 385 average off deck ranking. So, so I'll play him because in a stack. Jordan's my one-off play for today. Okay. Uh, I think I think because I like I kind of like I know Granky's been better lately, um, but it's been the case this year as well as the last couple of years. Righties definitely have more success success against Granky for whatever reason. So um, I'm in on I'm in on Altuve. He's not a core play, but um, I do have interest there. Okay, yeah, that's again. He's not a bad play. He's just very expensive. Fifty eight hundred dollars on a big yeah. slate like this. There's other guys I feel like probably have more upside but it's you know it's, it's Altuve he's 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 not a slouch so um that's fine uh anybody else I guess in this uh 4k or below range anybody that I've missed uh Wilmer Maybe. Flores I was, I was gonna say you didn't mention Wilmer at first yesterday Wilmer Flores was first base third base yeah today, he's been I don't know what's going on with today he's se- today he is second <laughs> this has been like I'm pretty sure FanDuel, let me check, had him like first, second, and third. Yeah. Um, first and third on FanDuel only. Yeah. So, so I, I will say that, um, and I wrote this in the playbook yesterday, in the past, Flores has always been nails against lefties, but this year he has not been very good. 
against left-handed pitching. Um, and yesterday he only went, he was over three. So um, if you're stacking San Francisco because he hits in the middle of the lineup, probably, um, you know, that makes sense. But I don't know if he's as good as we used to think he is at this point. I'd rather like play a Darren Ruff or when we get the third base, which is loaded with top price guys, um, you know, I, I, I just keep kind of being attracted to Longo. Yeah. Um, it's, I, I don't disagree because the numbers are, like you said, they are what they are. A 296 Woba against lefties, but um, oh, give, me, give, give, give me my boy Espinal at $3,800. Yeah, that's a great, no, that's a, no, that's a great play. Um, I think Flores, Glaber, if you want to play him in a tournament, if you think he can break out of it, and Espinal. I think those are the three guys at this, like, little... Yeah, you know what? Yeah. I'll, Colton Wong too. I, I can't forget Colton. Yeah, Colton Wong's been good. I'd throw Andres Jimenez in there as well. I mean, I know okay. like late, lately struggling, but on the year still three hundred three with an eight thirty OPS. Um, you know that to me, there's a you know still at thirty nine hundred. Like that feels a little bit of a depressed price tag. Um, so all those guys for me, I think are are fine. Um, Kevin thirty two. He's been really. He's actually been really good lately. Yeah, I like it's that actually idea. been a little bit extended too. Like. Yeah, He's been good for a little bit while, a little while yeah, now. They started him yesterday against a left against a lefty, which I thought was a little bit interesting. You know, with him being a yeah. lefty, um, sure. so it kind of like kind of hurt some of his recent numbers because it had him right. for three. But uh, outside of that, he hits ninth. We talk about it all the time. Listen, wraparound stack, right? He's yep. hitting ninth. That means when he's up, when he's at, at the plate, behind him on deck is George Springer, and then it's Bobuchet, and then it's like Guerrero. Like, you know, if he gets on, those guys are all right there to drive him in. So. Uh, I, I'm uh, definitely a big fan of him. Um, anybody else? Do you like you, Luis Urias still? I know he's been a guy with some pop lately, though. 333 with 1,000 OPS. Yeah, I mean, you could play Urias. Um, I think lefties have had much more success against Hendricks this year. 630 OPS for right-handed bats, 930 OPS for lefties. But, like, if Hendricks isn't getting ground balls... I mean, the ball's going to fly out of American Family Field, which is, should still be Miller Park. I hate that new name. But, um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, Urias, we know, has has some thumps. Seven home runs. Seven of his nine home runs this year have come against right-handed pitching. Uh, let's go ahead then and go over to the third base, where, again, this is all year long. It's been third base and outfield, I think, is like just yeah. the top stacks uh, for positioning. Uh, we talk about all the time. Devers gets lefty. Don't worry about it. The guy just rakes against everybody. Plus against Boston, uh, it's almost even better for him against a lefty because the the green monster's right there. He takes an away pitch and he just pokes it over there. So, right. uh, you know, fine. Uh, Riley Arenado, I know is probably going to be your favorite. I imagine going up against Ian Anderson here at fifty two. Um, Jose Ramirez is at forty nine. Uh, Bregman at forty eight. Like this is a a pretty top tier you know group there. I will say like I. I definitely like Arenado against Anderson, but we are not going to get Jose Ramirez under 5K like ever again. This is the lowest price he's actually been all year. The lowest price tag he's been all year. And he gets Drew Hutchinson. Um, I know the Indians have, or the Guardians have been bad. I know they've been bad. I've been using pitchers against them for weeks now. Um, and it's not getting any better, but like against right-handed pitchers this year, Jose Ramirez, 13 home runs, 50 RBIs, a 308 average of 433 Woba, and you're telling me I can get him for under 5K? Oof, it's I mean in cash, I almost have that might be my first play of 
my lineups. I might just plug and play Jose Ramirez, and it might be the same for tournaments as well. That's and I know I, I love Longoria, and I'm gonna be stacking Giants and um, some Cubs look really good. Like there's a lot of good spots at their base, but getting Jose Ramirez at this price is just is just a miss. It's just a it's an opportunity that we need to take advantage of because um, he will not be this price probably ever again. Maybe on Wednesday slate when they're you know still like factoring in that he's been bad but uh after tonight's game he's going to be back over 5k the rest of the year okay um let's see here uh anybody else i mean mcmahon's at 3500 dollars uh getting against that lefty righty josh donaldson has quintana 39 he's just terrible yeah it just hasn't been very good i know uh you know is there any value third baseman that you like um the Rangers continue to lead Josh Smith off, like for whatever that's worth. If you want to play Josh Smith, um, Alec Baum continues to hit over 300, but there's not like massive upside there. He doesn't really hit for power. Um, Jace Peterson for like a cheap third base play. He's been pretty good lately. 333 average, 916 OPS um, over his last 10 games. So probably just those three guys and. Um, yeah, Munoz has been playing for uh, for Philadelphia. If he's in a lineup, would you? Have yeah, this? yeah, sure. He's uh, he's had a little pop. He's a couple home runs. Okay. Um, let's see here. Anybody else? Uh, if Jake Lamb plays, would you play Jake Lamb? <laughs> um, I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, I. They, they kept him over Eddie Alvarez, so you know it's. A... Shout out! Shout out, Jake Lamb. Uh, all right, shortstop. Uh, Dancy Swanson keeps on just hitting the baseball. He is so and good. I'm just a professional hitter, I guess, now. I, I wrote up in the playbook yesterday. I was like, listen, uh, you know, I'm not used to seeing Dancy Swanson price this high. If you want to play him, it's a great matchup. I just don't know. <laughs> like, no, I mean, yeah. it's a little, it's just, yeah. But, but, I mean, was it? He went up 20 I know, 20, yeah, yeah, right? So, sure. like, if, 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 he, if you just covered his name, and you looked at the numbers, you'd be like, oh, Jose Ramirez is $5,900. <laughs> right? Like, he's at 12 stolen bases, 14 home runs. He's hitting 300. He's at an 890 OPS. Like, yeah, he's he's legit. Like, he's, yeah, he's 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 that guy. So, yeah. uh, go ahead. Knock yourself out if you want to go there. Uh, I'm at $5,900. Uh, after that, for me, you know, Bichette, Seager, those guys are fine. I, um you know, I still like Tim Anderson at 5K, even though he went 0 for 5 yesterday with three strikeouts. There's just a double steal and home run potential uh, with him there. Uh, you know, those are those are some of the 5K and above guys that are on my radar. Um, I think Adames for tournaments in a Brewers stack. They've been, again, they've been tremendous offensively. I think Bichette in a tournament as well. I know he slowed down, but uh, Martinez allowed 700 runs his last time out. And... Uh, and then I would probably just take some shots elsewhere. Jeremy Pena against a righty. Oh, um, Cruz. O'Neal Cruz. Yeah, I mean, he's been good. Um, Nico Horner continues to just literally hit everything, John. Uh, 4.59 average over his last 10 games for Nico Horner. Um, Cubs actually third in OPS as a team uh, over the last two weeks, which I found interesting. Yeah, say, is back, say is back in that lineup. Yeah, uh, had the inside the Parker yesterday. Um, so I, I don't dislike uh, Nico Horner here at um, $3,700 as a cheap play because I don't 
see much else below. Yeah, I, I would say I would say maybe Jorge Mateo at three K if you're not a Spencer Howard guy. Okay, and I'll say the same thing for Elvis Andrus, uh, who has been weirdly good lately. He, he homered the other day off of uh, <laughs> off of uh, Kirby, and I was like, "What is going on here?" <laughs> He's been weirdly good uh, of late, and again, like. We're, uh, the masses are going to play Yusei Kikuchi based off one start. Like, he is going to be popular off one start and the fact that Oakland's been bad, but, yeah. you know. Andrew, to your point, 344 at 1,000 OPS lost 10 games. So. Yeah, it's, it's weird. And he's 2,200. 2,200, so, like, yeah. Uh, cash game play, I would go mm-hmm. uh, Jose Iglesias at 3,500. Hit mm. a home run, not in course. Last, in course. Was it last night? Two nights yeah, ago? Last, last night? Yeah, shocking. Shocking. Off a of lefty Julio Urias, sneaky good against lefties. He's been saying it for like five years. So. <laughs> I know, I know. Uh, but yeah, three hundred, another three hundred hitter. So you know, whatever. If you want to go there, go there. All right, outfield uh, again. Pick your outfielder stack. I've already mentioned Jordan's my dude. Um, you know, the guy's just the best hitter in baseball. I think. So. Yeah. Uh, I know. I know. Dutt maybe is blasphemous to your Aaron Judge with his thirty. Yeah, Judge has been bad. Judge has been bad. Right. Uh, but Jordan, like comes back into the lineup and he's just like, ah, no, I'm here. Like, don't worry about me. I'm just y'all must have forgot. Yeah, I'm here to hit baseballs. You know, so uh 305, 22 homers, last 10 games, 303, 1200 OPS five bombs. So uh and he's home. So I, I yeah, you can play any of them. They all fit. Buxton homer last night. Uh Jordan 6K. If you want to go against Oakland, you know, Springer leads off at 57. Um, you know, those guys are all fine. I don't mind Stanton at 54 or Judge either way. Yeah, Schwarber's at 53. Like, pick your poison, build the stack around them. They're all they're all good. Yeah, there are Cedric Mullins in there as well. He's heating up. Hit a homer yesterday, 5,500. Yep, 350, 945 OPS, last 10 for Cedric Mullins. So, uh, if you wanted to go down even a little bit from Jordan, Kyle Tucker, uh, batting average is not the same, but, you know, still a lot of power uh, there in that bat as guys that are above $5,000. Um you know, anybody in the mid 4K range for you? Yeah, I mean, it's crazy that Mookie Betts is being priced away. Dude, $4,300 yesterday. Um, you know, didn't obviously like sort of pay it off, but not really. You just pay have it to off. pay it though, right? Yeah. Like, you just pay it. Like, you just, you, uh, he's been 44, 43, 44. Like, there's yeah. just literally no reason you're not playing Mookie Betts because he was priced at like 6K all year. Yeah. yeah. Why well, that? <laughs> He had that wild month. I think it was in like uh, the second month of the year, May. He was absolutely torturing people. The game, uh, the, the last game before his injury, he was literally six K. Yeah. Why is he like you just play him? I, I mean, I get it. Like he, if he goes over four, I'm sorry, but like I'm not missing an opportunity to play Mookie Betts. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree with you there. Um, Trying to think. Anybody else like stick out to you? I guess that like you have to play. Um, have to play? No. I mean, Ian Happ against Alexander. Alexander has been dreadful against left-handed batters. Three forty-five average, nine fifty OPS, three ninety-seven WOBA. So Ian Happ. Yep, has his thirty-eight hundred. He's got a yep. thousand OPS. Last ten games for him. He homered last night. Another. Uh, Loriano homered last night. You're talking about a guy. Yeah, he's been good, man. Yeah, he's 854 OPS the last 10, three homers. Gets a righty-lefty matchup for him. So, um, you know, I don't, I don't mind some some Loriano. Uh, I wonder if Ref Snyder would lead off against a lefty today. I suspect he would. Right? We've had this conversation, didn't we? Yeah. 
yeah, but Durant, like, I don't know. They sit Durant at this point. Like, he's been. That's true. Because I think they played. I think they started Durant yesterday, didn't they? They did. So Durant yeah. started with a lefty on the okay. line yesterday. So, uh, but we'll see. If, if Ref Snyder's leading off, or even in the lineup in general, like, I would have interest in Ref Snyder here. Okay. Yeah, I'm with you. Um, anybody else? Uh, Lourdes, 36. Stephen Kwan, 36. I think the Indi- or the Guardians have uh, I've picked up a little interest in the Guardians as we progress to this podcast. Uh, Cody Bellinger, 35. He had a good game last night. Lourdes um, has been a lot better against righties and lefties. Um, and he's hitting 370 at 1,000 OPS. <laughs> yeah, he's just... Uh, and he won't be owned because again, nobody plays the Blue Jays. We've said no, this again last night. Nobody played. Nobody played them. T. Oscar and and Espinal were like four percent rostered. Uh, yeah, it didn't work out. They, they yeah. didn't do anything. But but I mean, um, you know, I was when I was doing my research yesterday. I I thought I remembered Goriel being like a lefty killer like the rest yep. of that lineup. Uh, but this year he's it's been right-handed pitching that he's been smoking. So um, you know, thirty-six hundred get some exposure to him there today. I think is probably going to fit. Uh, Eddie Rosario who came back in, into mm-hmm. the lineup, uh, one for four in his return. He had eye surgery, so uh, they're hopeful that maybe he can see the <laughs> baseball a little bit better. <laughs> um, you know, but listen, when Eddie's you know when Eddie's good, like he's really good. So yeah, um, you know, thirty-five hundred. If you want to get in some brave sacks, uh, I think he hits seventh yesterday. Uh, if I remember, yeah, somewhere around there. Yeah, six, yeah. seven, somewhere around yeah. there. So I mean, again, just more, uh, more depth to that already gross lineup. Uh, yeah, he hit seventh. Uh, Acuna, Swanson, Olson, Riley, Darno, Ozuna, and Rosario are there. So um, yeah, so I, again, I think now is a good time to take some stabs on on Eddie Rosario um, and see if the eye surgery is uh, able to help restore his ability to hit the baseball. Uh, and last year for Atlanta. He had 271 with a 903 OPS in the 33 games. He had seven home runs during that stretch. Right. So, like, yeah, the dude's an impact play when he's uh, when he's able to get in, you know, be healthy and on the field. So that's a that's a really good price tag for him at 35. Yeah, I think th- that tier in general is super appealing. You got Rosario, you got Fran Mill. If you want to play him in a tournament, um, Fran Mill, you know, we know what he yeah. is. Power bat against Drew Hutchinson, Rafael Ortega. Uh, has been leading off. John, I don't know if you see this. They moved Chris Morrell to nine. Like Chris Morrell hits ninth now, and they just lead Ortega off. We mentioned Darren Ruff. Austin Slater has been leading off for the Giants against left-handed pitching all year long. Um, Austin Slater against lefties, 343 Woba. So I think this like little 3K tier is, is qu- actually quite interesting. Uh, yeah, I think so, too. Do we know what... Uh... Chaz McCormick just starts for them, right? He's been hitting. He just like plays, yeah. Yeah, he's been doing pretty well for them. Um, at twenty eight hundred dollars, you're looking for the end of the lineup back from that. Yeah. Top of the back, top of the order bat, Riley Green, twenty five hundred dollars. Dude, I play. I mean, anytime I've been playing playlists lately, I've been playing Riley Green, and he played. And and they're starting him against lefties too. Yesterday, uh, one for five with the two RBI there. So yeah, uh, he's. He was also like 13 or 14% roster too. So people aren't like forgetting that right. Riley Green is down here. So lefties against Cal Quantrill this year, 770 OPS, 335 Woba. So, uh, you know, you want your lefties against Quantrill if you're going to play. Yeah. Riley, and, you know, Riley Green's obviously a very good prospect. So I'm, I'm big on Riley Green at 25. Uh, that probably does it for me if there's nobody else for you. 
Um, 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 doesn't look like it, but you know we're gonna get lineups and uh, playbooks and all the good stuff. So there could be some openings later on. Sounds good there. So that wraps it up. A home run call, James. Uh, I'm gonna go Jose Ramirez. Jose Ramirez. I'm gonna go Jordan, of course. Uh, so that's where I'm at. You got Jose Ramirez. I got Jordan Alvarez. That is the podcast. Uh, hit us up in Discord and on Twitter if you have any questions. And we will catch you guys later.